So taking the first few moments of the sitting to stabilize your posture in a an easeful sitting posture. Gently settling down onto the sitting bones, acknowledging your experience of the environment, of the temperature, the ambient sound. Doing a quick scan of the internal environment of the mind. What's the weather pattern of the mind this morning? Is there an ambient flavor of ease, agitation, interest, dullness, urgency, complacency? Notice of the general uh, qualities of environment, inner and outer, and just inquire as the mind aware. Some of you may be using a chosen object like the breath or posture sounds. Or you may let your attention be drawn to whatever calls it. But in either case, we're just noticing the awareness while knowing the object. We pay particular attention to the knowing of the object, recognizing that this activity of remembering to recognize the present moment's experience requires an object being known and the recognition of that knowing, awareness. So want to take notice and check the attitude of mind with which we're practicing. And if we're struggling or striving or have some sort of tension forcing ourselves to, to practice or forcing ourselves to pay attention or forcing ourselves to struggle to stay with the chosen object, then notice this quality of struggle or expectation or demanding, controlling. And remember that the skillful attitude of mind is one that (coughs) is open to whatever the present moment offers, open and allowing, with a genuine willingness to receive and to be present for, and to actually taste the flavor of the present.
present moment's experience. There was an open and receptive attitude of mind, being willing and interested, interested to observe and to, to learn about the nature of this experience. We're not trying to control the experience, we're not trying to fix anything, we're not trying to explain it, we're not seeking for some spiritual goodies, but rather we're just interested to know the nature of this physical sensations or the the mental states or an emotional upheaval or thoughts. Being careful not to consider any of these, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant, as uh, obstacles to practice or the enemy of practice. They're all just objects to be known, opportunities for awareness. And if the motivation to attend to the present moment is one of interest, then we're not trying to fix it or control it or explain it, nor even evaluate it as whether it's good or bad. Objects are just objects. They come due to their own causes and conditions, and in time they leave because those causes and conditions are no longer present. So much of the skillful attitudes of mind in practice like this are really the qualities of loving-kindness. While we're not using phrases and people like we do with the formal <coughs> practice of metta or loving-kindness, the same qualities of open, appreciative, acknowledging, patient, interested, caring, gentle. These are the qualities of loving-kindness. They're also the skillful attitudes of mind for observing any of our experience, any object that arises, any moment of experience. <clears throat> These attitudes of mind help us to become intimate with ourselves, to really be caring, receptive to how it really is for us, for now. And this is particularly necessary or useful when we're, when the mind is visited by some torment that I spoke about last night. When one visitor to the mind is painfully obsessing the mind, judging, 
fear, depressed, struggling in some ways with an unpleasant mental state or an emotional upheaval. So often we just want to give up or indulge in it, trying to figure it out or explain it. But as I mentioned last night, the first, the first element in working with these tormenting visitors to the mind is to recognize, to just name, name this visitor, fear, desire, irritation, impatience, self-judgment, jealousy, envy, expectation. There's more than a few. And just having the courage to just acknowledge this is the way it is for me for now. We're not blaming ourselves, we're not blaming anyone else, we're not expecting it to be otherwise, we're just acknowledging the truth. This is the Dharma of the present moment. And with that recognition, there often comes some judgment that this is bad, this is not good. Um, this isn't what I thought practice would be about. But really, the second element of working with these tormenting visitors to the mind is to relax, which really means to not struggle with, not just try to get rid of, not to indulge in, but rather to accept, acknowledge that this is the way it is for me, for now, due to causes and conditions outside of my immediate control, this is the visitor to the mind. And with that recognition and that relaxation, we can then exercise some restraint, not just acting it out, not just satisfying the desire or venting the aversion, but rather to be willing to hold, not in a gripping way, but be willing to receive this experience. And with an understanding that this is the very place for establishing the continuity, or for sustaining the continuity of awareness, we reframe our understanding, a misunderstanding if we think we have to get rid of it, or we have to fix it, or we have to explain it. This is a wrong understanding. Or rather, the reframed, useful or skillful right view is to understand, oh, this is the very place for establishing or sustaining mindful awareness to increase our capacity to recognize, be with, learn about. Sometimes it's just endure, not in a grit your teeth way, but just tolerating the discomfort, tolerating the pain or the unpleasantness of it with full awareness. So we recognize, relax, exercise some restraint and reframe our misunderstanding. And with that, we're then able to actually receive, receive the unique flavor or the nature of this experience, allowing ourselves to feel into 
the areas of tension or unpleasantness in the body, clearly recognizing each pixel of sensation, or feeling our way into the terrain of the heart that's upset, that's disturbed, that's tormented. And what is the feeling? What does it actually feel like to be self-critical, to be impatient, to know that irritation has arisen, frustration has arisen? What is the nature? And we, we feel into the experience opening ourselves to receive the, the texture, the taste, the flavor, noticing all the while the kinds of thoughts that occur, the kind of uh, how this state of mind affects our interest in practice. We're just noticing. We're not analyzing. We're not thinking about it. We're just observing it directly. And one thing that we'll realize fairly quickly is that this state of mind, this experience, is really not very satisfactory. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel good. You know, there, it has the dukkha characteristic. It's either painful, or it's unstable, it's just unsatisfying, it's burdensome, it's oppressive. There's no shame in just acknowledging this is this is the way it is. It's not your fault. This is its characteristic. Another characteristic we notice of all experience is that they come due to their own causes and conditions, they last for a while, and then they leave. We don't make them happen. We often can get rid of them or we can't help them to the door, asking them to leave. They have their own life cycle, if you will. They're not controllable. They they display the anatta characteristic. They have their own unique, conditioned nature. And the third characteristic we see of all experience is that they don't last very long. Yes, they're unpleasant. Yes, we can't control them. But when we're willing to open and receive them, what we see is a very rapidly fluxing um, sequence of sensations in the body or a stream of feelings and thoughts and moods in the mind. Everything is changing rapidly. Nothing stays for very long. This is the characteristic of impermanence, or Nietzsche. Our challenge is to be willing to bear with these experiences. We don't control them. We can't make them go away. But our mindful awareness is to learn to observe them, to learn about them. Because as Saito Tejaniya said, 
It's not you who removes these torments from the mind. Understanding and wisdom does that job. So we observe in order to understand, to gather the data. What is this experience? What's it like? What's happening? What is this? What's its nature? And in time, the knowledge that we gather from what we have observed results in understanding. We understand, not because we've been thinking about it, but because we've observed it and gained an insight into its nature, both its unique nature, its personal flavor, so to speak, and the universal characteristics of unsatisfactoriness, conditionality or uncontrollability, and their impermanence. These understandings liberate the mind. Just do the best you can to be, to remember to recognize the present moment's experience, and all the rest will unfold quite naturally. Do the best you can, let that be good enough.